for Health's Sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Lakeview Hospital, Stillwater Medical Group, and Westfield Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. Thanks to early detection and treatment, more women are surviving breast cancer. Sometimes the treatments, chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery, can cause side effects that make it hard for patients to get back to normal activities. Physical therapist Emily Halkey and occupational therapist Lynn Katnaw both see patients at Stillwater Medical Group in Stillwater, Minnesota. They're here to talk about the benefits of breast cancer rehabilitation. Lynn, you're an occupational therapist and you have other certifications as well? Yeah, I am certified um, lymphedema therapist and Pretty much that means I work with cancer patients, lymphedema patients, and other patients um, that have lymphedema that might not be cancer, or just general edema swelling patients. What are some common impairments patients might face after breast cancer treatment? Often I first see people, oh, three, four weeks after their surgery for cancer. And at that point, I might see more restricted shoulder movement, pain, weakness, post-surgical swelling. We also call that edema scar tissue restrictions, and axillary cording. Axillary cording is something that looks like webs or cords that appear in the, in the underarm area. The cords can extend further into the arm, too. Uh, they can develop as a side effect from the lymph node biopsy itself. The trauma from the surgery disrupts or can disrupt the soft tissue, the lymph and blood vessels, causing inflammation and scar tissue. Do you have a treatment that will help? Yes. Um, usually, I, you know, I start by working on, on real gentle shoulder and upper body stretching, flexibility exercises. Then I advance to more resistive exercise. And here our motto is low and slow. That is, we are starting slowly and increasing by small increments of time, resistance, and repetition so as not to overload the lymph system. I also focus a lot on manual manipulative techniques, and that helps to break up scar tissue adhesions that can develop after surgery. These adhesions can limit upper arm, upper body movement. The manipulative techniques are especially helpful with the webbing problems in the underarm area, or the term I used earlier, axillary cording. There's also an educational prevention piece that I talk about with patients as well. That is learning how to reduce a person's risk of developing lymphedema. And I'll talk about more about lymphedema in a bit. For those post-surgical swelling issues, I might recommend a type of compression garment as well as teach people a special type of massage that's called a lymph massage. And that moves swelling to areas that are better able to process the fluid. Treatment is very individual though, and sometimes I only see people for several visits. Other times it's more involved. It just depends on the severity of the side effects from the surgery. What is lymphedema? Lymphedema, it's, it's helpful to talk a little bit about the lymphatic system to understand, to better understand lymphedema. The lymphatic system is really important to keeping you healthy. It circulates protein-rich fluid throughout your body, fighting infections, collecting waste. Lymph vessels and the lymph nodes work together with larger structures to maintain a, a normal fluid balance in the body. Ultimately, the waste and the extra lymph fluid are filtered and flushed from your body through those lymph nodes that I talked about. Lymphedema is an abnormal 
buildup of fluid in the tissues that causes swelling. When lymph nodes or lymph vessels are removed or they're damaged, it reduces the system's ability to move the fluid and a backup of sorts can happen. We get asked a lot about potential causes of lymphedema besides the surgery itself. Infections, trauma with scarring, radiation, these are all other potential causes. Lymphedema can occur within a few days, months, or years after, getting, after, after the cancer treatment ends. It's a chronic condition, but it can be managed. What are the signs and symptoms? The at-risk areas are those closest to where the lymph nodes have been removed in surgery. So usually we would see swelling in the arm, the breast, or the trunk near the surgery site, so wherever the surgery occurred. Lymphedema tends to develop slowly and progresses over time. It's important to be aware of some of the really early, subtle signs of lymphedema. This might happen possibly even before you see the swelling. For example, there might be sensory changes, tingling, that numbness that comes and goes, achiness, heaviness in the arm, breast, or trunk, or tightness in a joint. Sometimes it is hard to know what's going on because some of these symptoms can happen after breast cancer surgery, even without lymphedema. So I, I would recommend seeing your healthcare provider if you have questions or concerns. Like most things, it's easier to manage lymphedema if it's addressed sooner. What treatment do you offer for lymphedema? Well, there are two phases for treating lymphedema, and the first phase is all about getting that extra lymph fluid out of your arm, your hand, your breast, or whatever upper body part it might be. And generally, I use a variety of special compression bandages to do this. They're typically worn continuously for several weeks, sometimes a month, changing them every few days. And often I work with the patients, uh, patients and their family members teaching them how to bandage themselves if they're interested in helping with this at home too. The exercise is another part, and that's very important. Um, I, I encourage people to exercise with their lymph bandages on as this helps pump the lymph fluid out of the swollen area better. To help with this, I teach several different lymphatic stimulating exercises. And lymphatic drainage, I talked about a little before, but this also helps to get lymph fluid out of an area. And this was that massage I talked about, the lymph massage. And this reroutes fluid into working lymph nodes, so lymph nodes that are better able to handle some of the fluid. And this reduces the swelling. It's a very, very light skin stretching technique. After the lymph massage and skin care are completed, the, the compression bandages are just reapplied. They're just put back on. Phase two is the second part of the treatment for lymphedema, and that's, um, that's the maintenance phase. So once the swelling is out, once it's reduced, patients are fit with elastic compression garments. And these garments are worn during the day to help keep the swelling from building up. Sometimes people need additional night compression garments to decrease any daytime swelling that may occur. Exercise and lymph massage can be done at home. They're important. Anything that can be done at home throughout the whole thing, it's important for the maintenance phase. Emily, what other impairments do you see? So as a physical therapist, uh, we tend to see a lot of different impairments from um, any kind of breast cancer treatment, whether that would be surgery, chemo, radiation, or a combo of all of those. Some of the main ones would be fatigue. Um, fatigue is very common with 
chemo as well as radiation. Um, what we know is that the more active you are during those treatments, the less fatigue you have. It's important to stay active, you know, working on strength and endurance and um, mobility. Um, so with that, again, we also see weakness and endurance deficits from those the cancer treatment. The other things that we can see is neck or back pain, and that can come from a lot of different immobility in the shoulder um, secondary to that surgery or treatment. So we address a lot of those things and work on just loosening up those areas and strengthening those areas as well. Another common side effect of chemotherapy is neuropathy. Um, that's a change of sensation in your extremities, most commonly in your feet or in your fingers. Um, we can't really fix the problem of neuropathy, but we can fix a result of what that neuropathy can do, which is often changes in your balance. So we can work on strengthening your balance systems to make you more mobile. A lot of what we will do in physical therapy is work on building up your endurance, your cardiovascular health, working on that strengthening, help you maintain what you need to to get through the day, whether that's work or home life, whatever that looks like, um, so that you can maintain and be as functional as possible. When should a patient get rehab? Patients should get to rehab um, the earlier the better. At any point in your cancer rehab or cancer treatment, rehab is important, and that's even before you start your cancer treatment. You know, from day of diagnosis, um, you are considered a cancer survivor. From diagnosis on, at any point along the road, it's important to be in rehab. Early on, prior to any treatment, we can get baseline measurements of your cardiovascular health, your strength. Um, your endurance, all of those things are important and as we can monitor as you go throughout treatment. During chemo or radiation, it's important to be a, an, involved in physical therapy and getting um, the right exercise prescription to help um, maintain your current level, but also fight those things that we talked about before, the fatigue and those endurance factors. And then after treatment, it's important to kind of get you back to doing those things that you would normally do if those are lost at all during treatment. If you start to have some impairments from treatment, then we can work down the road. Years down the road from cancer treatment, um, there are side effects from some of those medications like the neuropathy, some heart disease, pulmonary disease. All of those things are a result of cancer treatment that can show up years after treatment have finished. So physical therapy can help at any road along your, your cancer walk. And does a patient need a referral from their doctor? At this point, yeah, they do need a referral for physical therapy or occupational therapy. Um, that can come from any physician that they're seeing. A lot of times patients who are um, undergoing cancer treatment have multiple doctors that they touch base with. So any anybody along that continuum can can refer you for either physical therapy or occupational therapy. So the patient can ask the doctor. They don't have to wait for the doctor to recommend it. No, definitely. I would have them ask early on, like I said, but again, at any point in the in the treatment, it's appropriate. Okay, that's great. Thanks for the information. Very helpful. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for listening.